That's the fanciest thing I've ever seen you hold with two hands. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just got our intro. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. This is the podcast all about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and under the gaming table. I'm your host, Alan Girding, per usual, and this is a very special episode, because this is the Gaming Camping Retreat episode. <laughs> oh, man. So much fun. What is it? Well... 10 years ago, because this was the 10th anniversary, BOGA started doing a camping retreat. What the hell's BOGA, you ask? It stands for Board Gamers of Greater Akron. It's a local meetup group for board gamers in Akron. It's that simple. So every year they throw a camping retreat. Well, this year I decided to invite a whole bunch of friends. And I was surprised at how many actually flew in just to come to this event. All the way into the Cleveland area of Ohio. <laughs> Man, it also acted almost like a reunion for many nights. Because Sir David Waldman was there. And of course, Sir Weenie pimping his brand new game, Three Laws of Robotics. By the way, pro tip, don't hesitate to get the Three Laws of Robotics. It was definitely one of the best games there at the retreat. I can talk all about it, but I'm going to save that for another episode. Because I think it deserves Sir Weenie to come on the show and talk about it himself. <laughs> there was Sir Tabletop Tyler, the Brax game for Malta house games i'm talking about sir delton brack who edits a lot of our episodes and his wife not to be outdone dame haley oh my goodness it was amazing of course buttface mcgee was there Lindsay, isaac some other plaid hat crew members you know what i should just get this show on the road and start sharing the interviews and stories that happened this past weekend at camp but first, I had to pick up the Brax from the airport, and I picked up Sir Tabletop Tyler. Before we went to the retreat, we decided to stop at my favorite restaurant, or I should say at least one of them, Melt. Used to be a Cleveland exclusive, but now it's all over the ding-dang place. Enjoy this first entry into the Gaming Retreat episode. Yeah! I'm here at Melt, which is a pretty cool restaurant, an Ohio exclusive. It used to be a Cleveland exclusive. Basically, the whole premise is you take a, some type of dinner and you put it between two slices of Texas toast, melt some cheese on it, and then you have a sandwich, and that's what you can get. For instance, you can get the Godfather, which is meatloaf in between two slices of insane bread. But, I'm here because we're on our way to uh, the gaming retreat where we're gonna cabin together and I have some guests here. Hello, I am former President Ronald Reagan. <laughs> and you. I am Delton, that was my wife Haley from Malthouse Games Podcast. <laughs> yeah. And a night of the show. Yeah, Sir Delton Brack. Yeah. And I Dame. Am, I am Dame Haley Twyman Brack. Yeah. Had you all fooled with the Ronald Reagan thing. I'm surrounded by knights because we also have another knight. I am uh, Sir Tabletop Tyler. We just ate some vegan pickles. There's still one on there. 
help yourself. Should we quarter if, it? Sure. What do you think of the fried pickle now that your mouth is full of it? It's delicious. Good. Fried pickle, sir? Crunchy. It tastes like a fried pickle. There's nothing fancy there. It's Christmas. But it is vegan. Really good food that is vegan. Not all of it, you can get it vegan. Almost every sandwich has a vegan option. So what did you order? The Mighty Macaroni. Giant plate of macaroni with extra, extra, extra cheese and fried macaroni. Nice. Now I'm assuming you didn't get that vegan style. Is that just straight up regular cheese? Regular cheese, good old cheese. Cool. <laughs> anyway, you excited about the retreat and what are you most excited about? I'm excited about games. I'm excited for the retreat. Any game in particular? Uh, not necessarily. I'm gonna, I brought Startups, one of the oh. Oink games. I haven't played it yet. Newer one. It's pretty great. So, very cool. You only brought small games though for your carry on. So, you flew in from where? I flew in from Denver, Colorado, but I'm actually from Laramie. I drove to Denver at 2 a.m. and slept in my car and oh my then God. flew out of Denver. Wow. <laughs> Did you get enough sleep? Um, enough. I got three, four hours, I think. Three, four hours? Mm -hmm. How much sleep did you get, Sir Delton Brack? We got about three hours. We were too excited. That's why you didn't get any sleep. Yeah, we were at the airport at like 4 to 4.15. Not a lot of sleep. And where did you all fly in from? We flew in from Oklahoma City, but we are from Edmond in Oklahoma. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. We're excited. Wow. What are you excited about for the retreat? So Haley likes to remind me of this, but whenever I started listening to your podcast, you had mentioned the gaming retreat and talked to everybody and had an episode about it and I told her it would be the coolest thing to go and hang out with all these people and Alan and his designer friends and everything. And so just being able to do that now is awesome. So that's my favorite things just... You know, I can't wait a, to disappoint you. Being in a, a more intimate gaming environment with people to get to know them better. Because yeah. big gaming conventions I feel like you don't get to know people as well. So this will be nice. Do you remember my story of what happened last year? When you got, uh, I got you, you thought everyone left you, but they were in the secret library? They're in the secret library. Now I know where that secret library is, so I decided I'm going to have to import my friends this time so I won't get ditched. <laughs> no pressure, but don't ditch me for the secret library. What are you looking forward to? I feel like this is the summer camp that I always wanted as a kid, instead of like all the outdoor activities with the bugs and the such. Now I get to like stay in a cabin with friends and play board games all day, just living the dream that my seven-year-old self wanted. So that was Melt Delicious. My apologies about the background sound, but you know what? You better get used to it because there's a lot of that in this episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast. It's either going to be people playing games or it's going to be nature in the background. Birds tweeting, winds blowing, trees rustling. It's, I mean, we were in a camp after all. In fact, we were having so much fun that as soon as we arrived, we started playing like crazy that I didn't really have time to record until the last day. So let's just fast forward, if you will, and I'm gonna start talking to people about the most fun they had. And to start us off, I'm gonna talk to Phil Migas, literally the first person I met when I decided I was going to start designing games. I went to a little meetup group called BogaDAP, stands for Board Gamers of Greater Akron, Design and Prototype Group. Here's Phil. I'm here with 
Someone I've known longer than most people that I'm gonna be interviewing. Yeah. How long have we known each other? Boga is what, on year 12? You were there seven or eight years? No, it's longer than that because this is the 10th anniversary of the Boga retreat. Yeah, but I was here every year for the Boga retreat and I met you before they started the retreat. So it's been over a decade. Yeah, it's been over a decade. Been over a decade. What's your name, sir? Philip Migas. You've heard Philip talk before. Last year, it's almost an annual thing now at these retreats. Yeah. This one, various weather. A lot of rain, a lot of sunshine. Right now we're outside and it's gorgeous. So if you hear the wind, apologies. So what's the biggest highlight of the weekend? Um, I got to play a game of Crusades this morning and Seth Jaffe's Seth Jaffe for with Tasty Mitchell games. Awesome game. I'm two turns into the game going, I'm going to buy this game. It's a question of if I buy it this weekend or if I wait to Origins to buy it straight from Seth to have it get us. I will say, I walked by while you were playing it and I heard you say, Oh, and I was so in love with this game. Oh, yeah. And it made me think, what happened that made him say, because first of all, the game's gorgeous. It and is. Everything it is takes dimensional games, they really put a lot into their art and their components. The little figures. Yeah, the plays. figures are absolutely beautiful. The gameplay is beautiful. One of the best building games where you're putting things on the boards, you're moving through. Yeah. You get to kill things. I always love to kill things in games, but it's not real violent it's just yeah. and it really feels like you're moving across the board trying to do a crusade awesome it was good it was it highly recommended i, I enjoyed it so what did i overhear what made you say so oh we and i was so in love I with this game pick, i pick on everybody when i'm playing games you know how that is with me right phil made a move that blocked one of my buildings i said oh i was loving this until you you did it and oh we, you were just saying it because would, yep. he did a good move he did a good move and i was just being cool that was great i appreciate hanging with you next year Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey. All right. Thanks, <laughs> I am with one of the handsomest men I ever met. I don't want to objectify you. What's your name, sir? I'm Ken. What's your last name, Ken? Ken Jenkins. Ken Jenkins. Where did we meet? Did we meet in Shucks? We met at Shucks. We... The first Shucks? Yes. Yeah. The first Shucks two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People said, oh, you have to meet Ken. You two would hit it off great. And I don't even remember who told me that. It may have even been some of the Shut Up crew. And so where do you live? Uh, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. And here we are in the Cleveland area, and you drove all the way from Tennessee. It is far. Yeah, how long of a drive? It ended up being like eight and a half hours, but I did stop in Columbus for a little while. And this is just a testament of our blossoming friendship. I was shocked that you agreed and so happy you made it. How's it been? Has it been worth the drive? It's been absolutely enormously worth a drive. I worked at a summer camp one year in high school, and I looked around at all these campers having this amazing time, and I was like, man, this is something I really missed out on as a kid, and I, I would love to have this experience. And here we are, a decade or two later, this was definitely the summer camp experience that I could never have hoped to have had as a kid. Right. Because <laughs> basically, yeah. going to the cabin at three in the morning or whatever, waking up, games everywhere. And yes. Would you do it again next year? I absolutely would. These are such unique opportunities to be somewhere that you can genuinely shut off from life and engage with people that you care right. about and enjoy the same activities, but more importantly, that you can connect with on a much deeper level than you could in another setting. I've learned more about everyone that I was here with in the last 48 hours than I have about people that I've worked with for months. Us right now, no exception. Absolutely not. So yeah, yeah it's <laughs> I've gotten to know you so much more yeah. uh, and really grateful to the point where you said you're going to help at Origins. Yeah. So Tuesday Night Games booth, if you're listening to this and you go to Origins, you can meet Ken. I'll be signing so, autographs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> How'd you get in the gaming industry? What is your, because you were volunteering at Shucks, weren't you? Yes. Honestly, I'm not really part of the gaming industry 
per se. You're I, just a fan? That... I just like playing board games, and I got pretty good at it. I did really well at a couple of tournaments. and uh, What tournaments? Let's be specific. Okay, I, I won the 2015-2016 Pandemic National Survival Pandemic, eh? yeah. <laughs> so I enjoy games a tremendous amount. I enjoy playing them and and seeing the creativity and the blossoming process that goes into them. And then just happenstance, by luck, I've been able to engage with a lot of designers. And I got to play a prototype game with you and and watching you recognize like what's wrong with it and, and that there are, are faults in these games and that, that sometimes it's just not the right time for a game. You talk about Dinner of Doom? Yes. I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to like spoil it. No problem. Like, no, <laughs> I appreciate that. You're a gentleman. That's really uh, kind. But to some degree, that makes the experience of playing a finished product that much more enriching and enjoyable to know how much went into it on the front end for it to be something, a finished product that I can open the box and read the rules and make sense of them and then right. play a game that's enjoyable and engaging and that brings me and my friends together. So let's get back to this weekend specifically. Yes. Let's uh, probably name some highlights or the biggest highlight. When I say that, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Of- so highlights for this weekend... Probably this, we played this Werewolf in the Dark game. Which oh, man. I do not like werewolf games. I'll get that right out there. I'm not a huge fan of social deduction games, and in particular, the werewolf game is not something I'm right. super engaged with. And you're talking to the guy who made Two Rooms in a Boom I with am. Sean I, McCoy. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so no problem. I appreciate your candor. But that being said, you know, I have played Murder in the Dark. It's something that I've played with friends back home, and you were just like, hey, it's it's based on this game, Murder in the Dark. I, was, I immediately was just pulled right in. And that was probably the most fun four hours that I've spent at any convention ever. It was just heart pounding and nonstop excitement. And even when I wasn't involved, then there became this, because of the environment that we're in, these people coming up with ideas for the game. Polishing it, yeah, game polishing design, it, like, figuring like, out how What to, if we do yeah. this, what do we do that? Let's tinker with it here. Yeah. So there's that. And then uh, I'll say the other highlight, and this is not board game related, but we had dinner last night. We're all sitting around this cabin. And I think the conversational topics ranged from books that we read as kids to outlooks on jobs and what's important to prioritize in your life. And I just, I learned a lot about myself in reflection, just being at a table with so many people that come from so many different walks of life, but were willing to open up so much in the setting. Looping it all the way back to the beginning, it is what you started talking about, that whole camp childhood experience, but as adults, where you just get to chill out and hang and you're not worried about anything in the outside life. It's just about living in the moment and the here and now. It absolutely is. Ken, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to do this again next year, and I'm excited to see you in a few weeks for Origins. I'll be there. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, man. I'm with a lovely friend of mine that I met through Isaac. Yay, Isaac, for pulling Yay. through. And what's your name? My name is Laura Ness. What is the connection? How did you end up here for the weekend? I think I am mostly here because of you. What? And Isaac. When we went to breakfast at PAXU, uh, you had mentioned this retreat, and it sounded like a great time. So both Isaac and I pretty much committed right then and there that we were going to come. So you should totally it. come, and you both said, "Yeah, said, why the heck not?" Yolo. Yeah. How do you know Isaac? I know Isaac from demoing for Plaid Hat Games from many, many years ago. Probably 2013 was when I first started demoing for them. And where are you from? I am from Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Philly. And you came all the way here just for this gaming retreat. Absolutely. I apologize about the ambient noise because we're outside and there's a family of birds that are right there nesting. So what have you been impressions so far? 
I've loved it. It's been great people, a lot of fun games, relaxed setting. It's nice to be in the woods and kind of forget about your cares and worries for a while and just have some good old-fashioned gaming and fun. I'm going to ask you the big question. Would you do this again? Absolutely. You think we're going to be here next year? Wherever it is, I'll be here. Wherever it is? Yeah. So what is the single most fun moment at the retreat so far? Can you think of one? I would probably say playing Werewolves in the Dark. Werewolves in the Dark? Yeah, that was great. What was so great about Werewolves in the Dark? I met a lot of people and there's just something about when you turn off all the lights and everybody's on the same playing field, just trying to survive and the camaraderie, the stories, the stuff that happens when the lights go out. It's a lot of fun. Do you have a specific football glory story memory of last night? Because we played this thing until what, three in the morning? Yeah, three, three thirty. Jeez, it was ridiculous. ridiculous. Jinx. What is that um, glory moment? You know, I think everybody had been saying, if you're the hunter, you should just kill everyone because ultimately you're still a villager and you'll win. So when I did get the hunter card, I decided that I was going to try out that strategy and it worked so so backstory werewolf in the dark it is a game of werewolf which i hope everyone listening to this know how to play werewolf except in regular werewolf you sit around a dang circle daytime nighttime nighttime werewolves open their eyes and they just choose who to kill daytime people vote for who they want eliminated blah 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 werewolf in the dark same thing during the day but at night all the lights go off and the werewolves triple tap someone and they go down and you walk around like you have to go hide correct yes so it's not just sitting in it's, a circle waiting for your impending doom it's hide and go seek with killers on the prowl yes but how does nighttime end nighttime ends when one of the villagers or actually when anyone could be a werewolf could be a werewolf finds a dead body or somebody who was killed that night by presumably the werewolf because when you're be dead others. you sit down and you right curl you sit up. in the fetal position and you just kind of sit there if you knock into that person you find that person then you say werewolves in the dark and that ends the night cycle so it is hide and go seek but it's like adult hide and go seek because you're not just gonna sit there and hide which is also intriguing because like you need to move around if, you, if especially if you're a villager more people are going to die if you don't find a dead body soon. So, yeah, the incentive. So the incentive is you hide, but you have to move around. Otherwise, it'll be nighttime forever. Right. Because you have to find a dead body at some and point. it's only a matter of time until all the werewolves just kill everyone. That was super cool. It was. Let me just tell you what just happened. A spider was <laughs> flying down, riding the wind on its web, just lands right on your lap. And like nothing, you didn't even miss a beat. People listening to this right now would never know, but you just went ahead picked up the spider by the web, and gently put it back into the wind. I mean, I'm not a werewolf. I'm not going to, like, kill a spider for landing on me. So, so smooth. I think even I would be like, oh, a spider. At least acknowledge it. <laughs> I don't get scared by spiders at all, but I'd acknowledge, like, oh, look at that, a spider. But didn't even miss a beat. Yeah. I agree. It was a lot of fun. All right, I want to tell my glory story. Yeah, I, yours is great. Okay. No idea who the werewolves are. In fact, Melissa's playing... She's a feisty one. She is. She's very feisty. Everyone, if you meet Melissa, you know Melissa. Melissa, I'm actually bonding with after round one because we were relatively hiding close to one another and she was agreeing with what I was saying. It's like, okay, I think Melissa's cool. Then I hide in the bathroom. And keep in mind, this is a cabin retreat. So it has the bathroom stalls with the doors and whatnot. And I hide in the bathroom. And I know she sees me going in the bathroom, but I climb up into the rafters of the bathroom. So I'm up in the ceiling 
Keep in mind, it's pitch black, but there is moonlight coming in. So yeah, I'm totally sprawled against the ceiling. And we had a blue flower full moon last night too. So perfect setting. Perfect setting. Blue full moon coming in. And what do I see? I see Melissa coming to the bathroom. And this is my range of emotions. Like, oh, Melissa's going to hide in here too. But then I notice, unlike someone looking for a hiding spot, she's going from stall to stall, opening the door and looking around totally like a predator, never looks up because if you looked up, she would just see me looking right down at her like a creeper. And my emotional experience was, oh my God, Melissa, you're she a fooled werewolf. You. She fooled me fooled and then you. totally gave it away because she didn't find me and walks out. This is the other emotional experience I had. I love this game. Yes. I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> this werewolf just totally looked for me in the most predatory way because it's a dead end and she knew it. So I'm going here. There's no way out. I don't know what was going through her mind. I'm going to have to ask her. Maybe she thought like you went around her and like sneaked behind her and then like went out before yeah. she went. I don't know. Interesting. You used the word sneaked because sneaked oh, and snuck are both, go. but you're a sneaked I'm person. a sneaked person, yeah. Look at that. Very cool. Any other game? I ended up playing a lot of people's prototypes. So, oh, you know what? Captain Sonar. Captain Sonar was so much fun. Oh, you the, yeah, we were on the same team. <laughs> And you were just kind of chilling. Yeah, I was the first officer. Know. It's my favorite job. First officer is you, have, you don't have to pay attention to anything except the captain screaming directions. I loved it. I loved it. I, I was the radio operator for most of it. And that was a good role for me. I think I did it pretty well. So um, one of the reasons I love Captain Sonar is you can be so alpha and just so beta. And there's probably a role for you yep, in there. It was great. Yeah. Captain being the most intense, mm -hmm, obviously. Mm -hmm. And you were, did you do, you did Captain. I did once. not do Captain. You no, did I did captain. the, was it the engineer and the, the, the radio, radio Yeah, those are the two that I did. Yeah. And yeah. The, the engineer was fun too. Ken was a really good captain because he knew the combinations clear stuff out really quickly. So I didn't have to worry about systems being down. So he had been an engineer so many times. Yeah, he had memorized his captain. So. so that was actually one complaint Delton had about the game is you can really tell when someone's really good at this game and they've played it because they know all the ins and outs. But my counter argument to that is he's totally correct. Mm -hmm. You put them in my position of first officer where you do nothing. Yeah. You basically like, just like, torpedoes are ready, sir. We got anything you want. What do you want to do? All systems are so ready, are. sir. You want to drop a mine? <laughs> just whatever. <laughs> just smoking my cigarette, slowly loading <laughs> torpedoes and getting mines prepared. No idea what's going on. <laughs> anyway, uh, you did teach me something this weekend. Oh, what did I teach you? So we're playtesting a plaid hat game. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about it. because I, I really, know. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Wait. So fun. I had this idea, this note. And Isaac says, oh, what if... And he just repeats everything I just said. Oh, yes. And... Uh, Joe said, Alan just said that, Isaac. Isaac apologized. Oh, I didn't know. He's like, that's okay. And then what did you say? I said, what did I say? I mean, I, was I like, remember. Oh, welcome to my entire life. Welcome to being a woman. Oh, yes, Any woman in the, in the world. world. Yes. <laughs> yes. As a guy, literally just repeats exactly what you said, and everybody thinks it's a brilliant idea. Just give him the credit. 30 seconds prior, you had just said the exact same thing. Right. Yes. Yeah. So for the rest of the weekend, anytime you give a good idea... Of course, I had to say. It was great. Oh, wait, wait. I've got an idea. <laughs> exactly. What if we... That's great, Laura. But if we just did... Everything you just said, but from my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Be so Thank much you better. so much. So much fun. <laughs> I am with uh, mine. 
Best Frenemy, Best Frenemy. I've best earned friend. that Best Frenemy title. <laughs> yeah, Buffface McGee, Lindsay Road. How are you doing, That's Lindsay? That's right. I am doing excellent, and I am at the first summer camp that I've been at for about 15 years. Yeah, and but I'm you're at... young, so that means that you were in summer camp, what, when you were 10? Oh, yeah. I was I was a YMCAK. Latchkey? Is that what they called them? Latchkey? A latchkey kid? Yeah, I was a latchkey kid for just my eternity. What does that have to do with summer camp? Latchkey kid is when you go home and your parents aren't there. All the latchkey kids were the ones who ended up at summer camp. Oh, because they're like... <laughs> yeah, it was, the same, it was the same group of kids. Your family would feel guilty and yeah. just be like, you know what, we probably shouldn't just leave them at home all day long. <laughs> yeah. From two to five or three to five after grade school is okay. But yeah, it was a tight-knit group. You recognize a lot of faces. How is this compared to camping as a kid? Well, I mean, it's amazing compared to camping as a kid because I can break rules without much guilt these days. Where when I was a kid and I broke a rule, I was like a crisis that I had to sleep through the entire night. Now I'm like, oh yeah, no, I think I'll walk through this grass. What are you breaking? I walk through grass. You gotta walk through the grass. Is that just... a rule? Was that a rule back in your camp? You can't walk in the grass? Yeah, you couldn't walk through the grass because you would trample it. Yeah, but the, that's what the point of grass is. That's crazy. What yeah. Kind of, what kind of, is this Auschwitz? What kind of game are you doing? <laughs> no, it was like the YMCA. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. What are some Wow, your other camp rules? was really free and exciting, huh? We were allowed to walk on the grass, you crazy. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. You didn't bring alcohol, did you? Is that. Oh, well, I mean. So that's one of the rules. Yeah, you that was probably the biggest rule is that this camp is a dry camp, which doesn't make any sense for a summer camp whatsoever, because I'm pretty sure all camp counselors were doing it. We all had flasks. Well, Alan didn't. You didn't have a flask. I didn't even notice you have it. Is that what? You didn't there? see? I didn't that, notice. What, that's what was in the flask? What else would be inside of the they flask? They don't look like flasks. It looks like water bottles. It wasn't the classic little tin. Well, no. I'm not, I'm not in the backseat of a movie You're theater. You're saying flask. It's a water bottle. It's a tin yeah. freaking athletic water bottle. It's a bottle. flask as soon as alcohol goes into anything. Okay. You've, You're you've so reached. fucking crazy. <laughs> this is your first time. And where did you come from? I came from Michigan. All the way down here. All the way down here. And funny story, didn't really look at how long it would take, but just assumed it would be a really long drive. So I was here very early, only two hours from my house, not the four or five I had anticipated. So I got here. Camp wasn't open yet. You couldn't check in. I got here before the camp people did. And uh, I just sat in the parking lot for a while, wow. contemplating how close I live to Ohio. You had plenty of time to contemplate assassin. I did, and guess who didn't lose Assassin? Alan, why don't you tell everyone who didn't lose Assassin? Uh, none of us lost Assassin. Exactly, none of us lost Assassin. <laughs> I didn't lose this time. It was all a cat's game. Yeah. I almost got Isaac. He was saying hi to my friends. I was pulling up and they saw Isaac. And I was like, oh, so I got out of the driver's seat and then Tyler took the driver's seat and pulled up and Isaac was talking to them and so I was sneaking up behind Isaac but he turned around at the last second in a way that implied that he knew I was coming up behind him the entire time. So we'll just say cats game for this one. And then you just came out of the cabin like, hey! Yeah, hey, why guys! Well, cool, cause you know, like you have a tendency to like bend the rules of assassins sometimes and things don't Wait. qualify or they do qualify and like think, assassins again, every time they we talk, don't count and sometimes they do count. <laughs> we have established how insane you are with rules and everything in this. Every I will time you never, come on. I won that game and I will never let it go. 
So what I can't. The one where you shot me from like 10 feet away? Yeah, I reached around your back and I shot you in the chest. You didn't reach and around my back. The way that an assassin would? Hey, crazy lady, you do know that we have this recorded and we've talked about this yeah. on the podcast before. Oh, I before. know. That's... You can go back and listen and compare oh, yeah. what you said then. I invite everyone said. to go back to listen. And just know how wrong you are. I just know what my memories. I know what memories are in my head. Anyway, I came out of the cabin, and I started jumping up and down and waving my arms because I knew if I was a ridiculous person coming out of the cabin, then you couldn't say that you didn't see me. So the assassin was still on because that's what you would do. What? Yeah, you would kill me and be like, "Oh no, I didn't see you." That's why it totally counts. Oh, okay. So yeah. you wanted to make sure I saw you, so we knew it was a cat's game. So we knew it was a cat's game because I would rather. No one wins than me lose. Right now, that's where I'm at with Assassin. A, a non-loss is a is win. Is a win for you. <laughs> right now. Anyone, any Assassin game you can walk away from is an Assassin Alive, game. Alive, yeah. That is a win for you. And, you know, we're going to take baby steps. We're going to move up to the actual legit win. But right now, not losing is, is the best I've done so far. Except gonna, for that game that I won that you won't give me credit for. Whatever. You're so insane. <laughs> So, it's like two years ago now, too. Here's the thing about Assassin, though, is this is different than the convention Assassin because mm -hmm. this is at the camp. Yes, we're all at summer camp together. Right. Which, so, by the way, if you have to choose between summer camp and a convention, totally choose summer camp. <laughs> it's way more fun than a there's convention. There's no work. You don't have to work at all. <laughs> yeah, it just does happen. You can also, like, a very big fish in a very small pod, so you feel amazing. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we'll probably change that. We'll bring bigger fish to make you feel smaller and smaller. That's, oh, that's fine. I got my moment. They made me sign Countdown on the toilet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Delton had a copy Delton of Countdown. Brack? And he's like, Sir well, you... Delton Brack to Sir you. Delton. He's a knight, unlike you. Yeah, I'm like a fucking... Noble. Noble, yeah. Okay. Yeah, nobles are above knights. Sorry, Delton. But Delton's like, we well, signed this game. It's like, oh my gosh, no one's ever asked me to sign the game before. This is a huge moment for me. I've been waiting for my entire life. I've been practicing my signature. I thought for books, but I'll take the games. And You thought you were going to be a writer? Oh, yeah. What kind of books were you going to write? I wanted to write Young Adult. I still want to do it. Yeah, you and I have very similar tastes in almost everything. Yeah, we're the same person. If I <laughs> had a dick, I'd probably be you. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd agree with that. I don't think I've ever been so insulted in my life. But go on. We like each other's books. Yeah. I know we talked about things. We read all of the Inheritance trilogy, even though it wasn't that good. Yeah. Have you read uh, Scythe? I haven't read Scythe. No. All right, so that's, the, that's read... my big suggestion for everyone listening is check out Scythe. Especially on Audible, I like the audiobooks. What, what really about good. John Carter? I feel like you're bringing this up because you know how I feel about John Carter. What? No, John Carter's my favorite book. No, John Carter's my favorite book yeah, of it's all not my time. Favorite book. Yeah, no, get I'm out of here. Up. That's totally my territory. Right. But yeah, it's not only my favorite book, but it's my dream IP to work on. And it's really hard for me to tell if it's open domain or not because I really want to make a John Carter game that's super story driven, that's inspired by the characters like Dejah Thoris, who is like one of the coolest. All right, let's get back on track. Oh so my gosh, John signature. Carter. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Dream IP, can't tell if it's open domain or not. No, no, no. Laws the main story is, Miss Train of Thought, is that you were getting your first autograph. Oh, God. Wow, we really, we really went off track. When you sign your first game, you should do it somewhere special. So I did it on the toilet. Right. Because and we were a in a cabin, yeah, and there's a picture floating around. So yeah. dig deep enough, and you guys will see a picture of me signing my game on a toilet. 
don't get too excited at all you creepers out there because you're not actually taking a dump or anything on the toilet. You're just sitting on a toilet. Well, you don't know what, I had my pants on, yeah, but you don't know what was going on. <laughs> you're just crapping your pants <laughs> yeah. while you're sitting on a toilet. It's camp, it's anything all goes. All you're gonna do is move it six inches, but all you're gonna do is yeah. crap your pants and just kind of <laughs> shake it off. I feel like you're making a lot of assumptions here okay. that you don't have the data for. So did you have fun this weekend? This weekend was amazing. I want to come back so bad next year. So annual thing, you think? Oh, yeah. Especially I will... since you're only two hours away. Yeah, now that I know that I can practically teleport here, I'll come a lot more. Yeah, yeah, we should be hanging out way yeah. more than we do. What is your best memory of the weekend? What do you think? Oh, man. So the best memory would probably be... Oh, this sounds so creepy. I don't, oh, this is terrible. So one of the, my favorite memories is we were like all going to bed and, and we were Ken like- naked? No, well, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> By the way, Ken has a very nice looking body. Yes. Yeah. For those who don't know Ken. Yeah. Um, but no, that didn't happen. But it was just like, we were all in these little kid bunk beds and there's like 10 of us in a room. Mm -hmm. And the idea that I was having this really cool experience that almost reminded me of being a kid again with all of my favorite people in the world in this really cool place that was also ridiculous and silly and like we didn't have to all sleep here but we did anyway in these like little stupid bunk beds and stuff that was probably one of my favorite things about the entire convention it was just that realization it's not a convention it's a camp it's a camp yeah my favorite thing about because it felt so much like the camp i remembered but i'm with people that i like way better than the people at my <laughs> old camp right. so it was just a really cool feeling but i feel like it's also kind of creepy because like my favorite memory is like everyone's sleeping that's your favorite memory? Just looking at everyone sleeping? No, no, just like laying in bed and being like, oh my God, like my life is amazing. I have- I'm in bunk beds with all these yeah, amazing people. exactly. Like I'm doing something really stupid with like all my favorite people and everyone's so into it. I just, I'm so lucky that, cause I didn't have that before. But also creepy because everyone was sleeping. We still have a couple more interviews to go. I know that the episodes are usually 20 to 40 minutes. This one's going to go a bit long because we have a lot of information, a lot of sweet, sweet times. However, you can't have the sweet without the sour. Sometimes, unexpectedly, you're reminded of the fragility of life and that no matter where you're at, sometimes reality comes crashing in no matter how much you may not want it to. So the beginning of the entire camp started on a bit of a dire note, which let there be a little bit of hilarity. I used to say dour note until I heard Phil Miga say dire note, and I realized, oh yeah, a dowry note doesn't make any sense. A dire note makes total sense. Anyway, this is a really crappy intro for the slight dire note that we had at the beginning of this year's gaming retreat. I hate to say that I've had some fun, yeah. but I have, I've had a lot of fun, but it started on a really dour note. You yep. feel comfortable talking about it? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it, so. You wanna tell a story? Yeah, so we had uh, one of our dear friends who, uh, Alan and I were gaming with him about the same time when you started coming. When I met you, us. I yep. met Ken Armstrong. Uh, so Ken Armstrong came uh, to camp this year, and uh, he helped uh, set up for a little bit. And uh, 
he ended up having a massive heart attack right there, right before the start of the event. I showed up and people said, oh, you just missed an ambulance. People thought it was a seizure. Yep. And so the tone was, oh my goodness, I hope they're okay. But the assumption was that he was. Correct. Because, yeah. yeah, we didn't want to bring the uh, whole convention down, but some of us knew before he even left the place. I mean, his heart had stopped completely. He was talking to me. We were, we were talking about playing games and talking about what we wanted to do. And he was talking to his daughter. And the next thing you know, he was just not there. He was 60? 60. Yeah, 60, 60 years old. Very yeah. good friend. When we were playing and we started coming there, you two, Ken and him particularly, I had such a good friendship with you and I found, I found a lot of real new love for life and excitement about doing things just because I could not wait to get to Boga and sit down at the table with you guys and game. Yeah. Um, it's something that brings fulfillment to me you guys made me feel like I was worthwhile and, and people wanted to be really with me and experience the things we do together. It's something I absolutely missed. So I really, really appreciated it. Yeah, Ken will certainly be missed because I don't remember not liking anything that he brought to the table. And I was thoroughly impressed because he had some heavy Euro combat games that he did. He did the running of the bulls. And this is us just designing prototyping Boga Dap, it was called, and that was you that fronted it. Boga, again, board gamers of Greater Akron from the Akron area, and I found it because I was working on a role-playing game. Yep. I wanted to hit the table, but most of the time I was playing Ken's games. Yep. He had stuff already established when we started, so we were able to really start honing in on what he was doing and how he was doing things, and that gave us a lot of energy to try to catch up with him and, yep. and put stuff in. I think you changed directions from that role-playing game to start branching out and doing a lot of different things. Yeah, because the role-playing game was so much work, but once I did a card game, people seemed to like it even more. But yeah, so real dour note. It is a dour note, uh, but in the same sense, if I were to pass away, I would want to be amongst friends playing games. I can think of worse places to pass away. Yeah. You know, and I'm thankful and I'm upset it's, it's going to be living with her for a long time probably Absolutely. but in the same sense I, I got to say goodbye to him he was supposed to be here for me to help him pass and for us to have that conversation yeah. I'm thankful that I was gotten that, got that opportunity and yeah. I was able to say goodbye to him and I'll validate that it thinks I didn't because I only get to see Ken at these retreats so it's one of these things where dang it we loved the same type of games when he walked in I was just like yes I get to sit with him and play the games that both of us love. Yeah. And we are going to enjoy each other's company. Yeah, because you were both here from the get-go helping set up. Yeah. Like, I heard Ken was changing light bulbs in the main gaming Yeah, cabin. he was helping me change light bulbs. That's insane. Here's another thing. If I were to pass, I agree. It'd be great if I passed while I was getting ready to do something. I will say I'd be a little bit frustrated that it happened at the beginning instead of the yeah. end. Oh, yeah. But... I wouldn't want it to stop anyone else from gaming. Don't stop the whole retreat on my behalf, because that would stink. But my heart goes out to the Armstrong family. Yeah, mine too. Ken will definitely be missed. It stinks. It does stink knowing that was the last gaming retreat that I'll ever get to see Ken Armstrong. Ken, wherever you're at, I really just want to extend my thanks, my sincere gratitude, because 
I met you before I knew the difference between a drafting game and a deck building game. In fact, deck building games didn't even really exist. That was pre-Dominion, man. You were the earliest playtester for my games and you helped forge my path into who I am today in the world of gaming and game design. So you're Miss Ken. You're very loved. I don't know how to say goodbye. So instead, I'll just talk with someone else I really love, Isaac Vega. We can go outside too. Yeah, let's do it. This is these Adirondacks yeah. are so comfortable. I'm here with a man that needs no introduction. Hello, hello everyone. It's Isaac Vega, <laughs> yet again. You been... came all the way from Dallas. Yes, I did. And you brought a bit of a posse too. So yes. vicariously, I got to know Joe and Bob and Brad. I just got to know Brad. Yeah, I figured that if I was gonna be stuck in a cabin all weekend long in Ohio, I should bring all my best friends in the world <laughs> <laughs> to f go through it with me. Yeah, how was it? It was fantastic, man. I had such a good time. We were able to get a lot of good testing done on the game that I'm working on right now. How much are you allowed to talk about it? Uh, not at all. Okay. I can maybe say it's a crossroads game, but that's about it. And we'll okay. see if I get in trouble for that later. All we said was we had a lot of fun playtesting it and it's going to be awesome. Oh, thank you. I hope it's awesome. There's a lot of work still, everyone. But, uh, but the playtesting went well? You thought you got some it, good feedback? It went really well. The nature of the game makes it so any changes create some big ripple effects. So it's going to definitely be a lot of work. Yeah. But we're closer than we've ever been before. We're really, really happy. I think mechanically, it's pretty solid. The only thing that we need to tweak is some numbers and things like that. And it's about working through the narrative and making sure that that still connects with everyone. I will say, when playing this game, you cannot deny the amount of work that goes into it. It's one of those games where you realize, oh, they didn't just fart this out one night. Oh God, no, not one. <laughs> no, there's no way. No one could deny the amount of work. So I'm really glad that I was able to be somewhat of a part of that. Thank That's you. Really I'm, cool. I'm really glad that I got to put it in front of you and everyone that came up here because you guys are such great people for good feedback. Here's the very shallow, dark side of this. Where do we play your prototype? Oh, we played it in the secret library. The secret <laughs> hidden library. The hidden library. Which, yeah, so. And then we commandeered it for pretty much the entire The entire time. time we we had a couple people time. come in. It's like, oh, dang it. You guys have the secret library. Vengeance. <laughs> we just left the game there because it's like, this is ours. This is ours this weekend. Yeah. We, we, I didn't hear anyone bitch or moan or anything about it. We got so. here and took ownership of pretty much everything. <laughs> That's the crazy like, thing. Yeah, we There's just, so much space. <laughs> The fridge, the different cabins, not just the cabin we were staying in. There is a cabin where it has a kitchen area, which that was Laura's big complaint, is that she wishes that the kitchen area was in our cabin so we wouldn't have to walk to a different cabin. And the, the yeah, that would have been more convenient, but next time we'll just bring a grill out here and a mini fridge. Yeah. But even the big gaming hall, it's like one really long... The architecture makes no sense. I think it started as one cabin. They just started adding on to it and adding yeah. on to it and adding on to it. So it's something out of a horror movie, which was perfect for a werewolf in the dark. Yes, that was creepy. <laughs> yeah, it was I am, good. I'm so bad at like seeing in the dark. Just 
rummaging through things and not tripping over myself. So you it did was fantastic. A, it though. was. It, I did. I didn't die until the absolute ends. And it was by Haley, who I sus suspected the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> and I should have killed her right away, convinced everybody right away. But, man, she's good. Sneaky. It was so funny. because She killed me right after I ran into your friend David. And he thought I killed him. And he went down. And I was like, I'm not a werewolf. And as soon as I said those words, I heard the two taps on my back. And I was like, then I went down. And he's like, oh, no, what happened? And then Haley shouted out. Werewolf in the dark. Werewolf in the dark. Name of the game. Werewolf and then in she the shouted it out, and she was trying to be real sneaky, but everybody knew. No one suspects Haley. She's that super nice, innocent therapist. And literally the tiniest person in the room. Perfect for this game. I think she's literally the tiniest person here that isn't a child. <laughs> so was the highlight the prototyping? What else? Honestly, like just spending time with you guys. You know, so I, I love you so much, Alan, and oh, I love man, everybody that came down so much. And it's just so cool to have an opportunity to spend time with you guys. I, it's bittersweet that it's the end day. Um, I wish we could spend more time together. It's kind of a shame that we don't all live closer together because I feel like we just get closer every single time yeah. we have these opportunities. Just pick up right where we left off. Love it. So you think next year? I'm thinking so, as long as it all works with the schedule well. You know how yeah. things can be. Luckily this month, we didn't have anything else scheduled. So hopefully, if it all works out, I'd love it. about your stuff, but only if we like it. <laughs> All right, so you know this game that everyone's raving about that they played at the gaming retreat this year? Werewolf in the Dark, designed by Andy Patton. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He contacted me and said, hey, I have a game y'all might be interested in. I said, I'll send you a copy right away. Do you know how he sent that copy to me? How does he have this? Fully looking published game. <laughs> that's right. TheGameCrafter.com, that's how. If he already has it made in TheGameCrafter.com, all he has to do is put in my information, clickety-click, and on its way, it's sent. Full-color rule book, cards, box, bit bamboo and now we had an unforgettable weekend of playing Werewolf in the Dark. Here's the coolest thing. Andy doesn't even know how much fun we had with his game. He basically sent me an email saying, how was it over the weekend? And I said, you should listen to the podcast. So, Andy, that game Werewolf in the Dark? Unforgettable. Thank you, Andy. And thank you, GameCrafter.com. Well, we're bringing this episode near to a close. Just a few little notes before we end this shindig. I really wanted to have exit interviews with the guests that flew in from out of town. I did record an interview with Sir Tabletop Tyler, but I recorded it in the car on our way to his airport. I used this new Zoom device I have with lavalier mics, which is just a fancy-ass way of saying I have these clip-on mics that you clip on your shirt. Unfortunately, they picked up a lot of the car ambiance, so I didn't want to make you suffer through that. It was almost intelligible. But I will tell you, Sir Tabletop Tyler's freaking fondest memory game was, of of course, Werewolf in the Dark. So maybe I should just have him send in his story. So Sir Tabletop Tyler, if you're listening to this, thank you so much 
for listening to the show. Thank you so much for coming all the way from freaking Colorado to the retreat. You know what? Send in your story and I'll knight you again or maybe give you a second black belt. I don't know how it works if knights send in more than one story, but just do it if you want, man. Also, I wanted to do exit interviews with uh, the Brax. I'm talking about Sir Delton Brack and Dame Haley, but I couldn't take them to the airport because I was too busy taking Tyler to the airport. Blah, blah, blah. It's for the best because they sent in their own exit interviews. <laughs> mm. Thank you, Alan, for the kind introduction. My name is Delton. With me is Haley. Hi there. We're just assuming that Alan had an introduction ready for us. We can at least hope so. Yes. We are recording this from our home in Oklahoma. Sadly, we did not get to be interviewed by Alan due to some crazy travel stuff that wasn't too bad after the retreat, but it got really bad once we landed in Dallas. If you want to hear more about that, check out the Malthouse Games podcast, episode 41, coming out in about a week and a half. Check it out if you want to hear the story about two gingers and Macho Man Randy Savage t-shirts sitting on the floor of the Dallas airport, sobbing quietly. That's exactly it. But on to the real reason we are recording this segment. The Boga Gaming Retreat in Ohio that Alan kindly invited us to and we gladly accepted. And we did have a lot of fun. That's exactly the word is fun. So I never went to camp as a kid because we were poor. And also, camp wasn't something that I really thought sounded fun as a child. However, this was a camp where you played board games and hung out with cool people the entire time. Unlike those losers who do, like, ropes course and canoeing whenever they camp. Yeah, we had board games. Uh, yeah. Duh. It was a fantastic time. Hanging out with Alan and Tyler and Isaac and Ken and Laura and, and Lindsay ben. and Ben. Just all these people that were fantastic to play games with and talk to, and we really met a lot of people, and I feel like made closer connections with ones we already knew. And got very little sleep. Very, very little sleep. So, the big question here, I know Alan wants us to answer this because he would definitely ask it, is, what was our favorite moment of the retreat, and also, what was our favorite game of the retreat? Ooh. I will say... I think Haley will mimic me on our favorite game was a prototype that we can't talk about, nope. which means this is bad podcasting. So my second favorite game, which I think <laughs> I think Haley is going to mimic as well, is we got to play Werewolf in the Dark. Oh my gosh, that was my favorite game. And it also had my favorite moment. I think that's the same for me. So essentially, if you play Werewolf with the lights completely off, you run around in the dark and you're trying to kill people as the werewolf, and the only way that the game can actually move on to the daytime segment is if someone stumbles across a body on the floor. Which is somebody that has been tapped and then sits on the floor. Yes, that means you have been killed. Then you say, werewolf in the dark, when you find that body. Then you all convene for the daytime meeting and vote who to kill. So my favorite moment came from that game, because I was the werewolf at one point, and there's this gentleman who is being very kind. We have 30 seconds after the light goes off before we can start killing people. And you don't have to kill as a werewolf every single round. Just one of the werewolves has to for the round to progress. Well, I decided to make my kill early because I'm ruthless and vicious. So this gentleman is helping us all exit the room. He is helping you over the ledge. He probably helped everyone. I'm, I'm near one of the last people 
going through the doorway. And he grabs my arm to help escort me across the ledge. And I go, tap, tap, tap. I kill him on the spot. And Haley killed the nicest person in that game. I did. I felt so bad. Like, So we convene and he's on the dead person's mattress because we're sitting on a mattress in a campsite. And he's like, I died. And everyone's like, man, he was just helping someone. He was being so nice and courteous. And he goes, yeah, I died because, because I was too nice. And nobody voted for me as the, as the werewolf. I can't remember. Did they get you at the end of that game? They did. They finally got me. And Alan was suspicious of you. Yeah, Alan's always suspicious of me. They they killed me the next game, too. They thought I was a werewolf the next game, and I was the seer. And you know what? They killed me the next game, too. <laughs> Haley had a bad time dying constantly. I was the werewolf once, never killed anybody, but still had a great time running around. The funniest part is when you come back into the room to convene for the daytime and do your voting and lying and throwing out accusations at people. To hear the stories of Alan on top of the refrigerator. Alan underneath a bunch of chairs. Alan was on top of the stalls in the bathroom. Alan jumped down from the refrigerator and landed his head on me. <laughs> and that landed on Haley. It was so much fun to run around in this large, several room, dark end of this cabin. Terrifying. Terrifying and hiding and being suspicious of every single footstep. It was a blast to play that. We had so much fun. The whole trip was a blast. Thank you, Alan, for the invitation. Yes, the whole trip was fantastic. We played so many good games and just made great connections with people, and it's something we definitely have to do again. Yes. That's going to be our segment. Back to you, Delton. Back to you, Haley. Back to you, Delton. Back to you, Haley. Back to you, Alan. Back to you, Alan. Bye. Bye. That's our show. Please, pound the subscribe button, hit the bell notification. I know this isn't a YouTube video, so you can't do that, but the equivalent of that is giving us all the stars when you review us on iTunes. Share the shit out of this show with your friends, family, strangers in the street. You know, if some homeless person's asking for a handout, go ahead and give them this podcast, because we want all the listens. But thank you for being a knave or even a knight if you send in your story to podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com Follow us on social media at PlayTKG And I think with that being said this episode of the podcast is Finish